Warning. Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. Bad medicine? Dad said, don't ever get sick at Granny's. Now Corey knows why. After he's dropped off at Granny Marsh's for the weekend, his temperature skyrockets and Granny goes into action. She's determined to destroy every last germ in Corey's body, even if it means destroying Corey. It's like bad medicine. Bad medicine is what I need. La la la. You don't know one? <laughs> Nothing? It's a good, it's a good bit. That's a good open. It was sincere. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Geesebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. I'm Danielle, and I have a PhD. I'm Jojo, and I have a PhD. I'm Jeff, and I have a cup of Vietnamese coffee that I guilted Joe into getting me. Can I just say, I hope you enjoy it. I think what I heard you say <laughs> earlier was, I hope you choke on yeah, it. Yeah, I believe well, you said earlier. Well, I, I, well, I also brought donuts and I said, these are for everyone. Have one at your peril. Yeah, and we haven't gone to them yet because I'm <laughs> worried about so, yes, the peril so, part. I'm eyeing yeah. them. There's something so genuinely, genuinely threatening about saying at your peril. It really is. Look, well, it's the cholesterol he's talking about. Well, it's because it's spooked. It's Corpstober. Yeah. Oh, so so everything corpse- is extra spooky. You don't know what's corpse in there. This, this could be full of skeletons. Hold on. Skeletons. It could be full of skeletons. Is it full of skeletons? Oh, God, skeletons. I knew That's it. That's right. The donut people were like, "Are you sure you want a bunch of skeletons? You sure you eat? want this one?" And I said, "Yes, and a Vietnamese coffee, please." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Are you sure the, the skeletons don't go well with the Vietnamese coffee?" Yeah. Uh, 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 that's up. That's to up me. for me to and figure then they're out. Like, okay, well, you can get the Vietnamese coffee from that fridge at your peril. And, and I was like, "Well, dang!" And then you Yelp reviewed them into oblivion. That's right. Yelp reviews sent don't, them right into the ground. Has Yelp reviews ever worked? The yes. answer is no. Yes. No, it's, Jeff has taken down I some establishments. Oh, yeah, the Starbucks we like. Not this, just, oh, the Starbucks for one, but also there was a laundromat that is uh, in Midtown that changed hands because I Yelp reviewed them into oblivion. And also a tiny little coastal restaurant that Jeff Yelp into, into oblivion. oblivion. Yes. <laughs> It's gone now. You have too much power, Jeff. I Yelp reviewed everybody who slighted me. Yes, and that he has is, taken them down. That is, that's a good Goosebumps now, book. Now there's your new horror movie. For, <laughs> I think for that's... For every October, yes. our new horror anthology franchise called The Reviewer, and every year they review one of their enemies. And Why wouldn't enemy you call suffers. it The Yelper? It's like Death Note, except no one dies, and it's just me on my computer. It's like Death Note, but super convoluted and doesn't makes sense so it's like so actually it's just it's exactly, it's exactly, like, <laughs> exactly like death it's a, like the netflix adaptation with a whiny white dude but a cool looking monster thing the design was cool on that anyway danielle what did we read today so we today we read 
don't ever get sick at grandma's. <laughs> I don't even know the name. It's very <laughs> difficult. It's a very wordy it's title. Don't ever get <laughs> sick at, at Granny's. Ghosts yes. of Fear Street, number 16. Can you give me a brief explanation on what defines Ghost of Fear Street? Yeah. Like, what is what it makes it young different adults. Than, okay, so, well, they're so, all young adults. No, no, no. Oh. Fear Street is, like, this is middle school. Okay. This is for that two years in middle school. Oh. Uh, regular Goosebumps is up to sixth grade, okay. and then... Fear Street straight up is like ninth grade to college. Fear Street is for when you start getting hair in funny places. No, you've already gotten it. And now you're trying to decide who in your class you're going to murder. Okay. And what to do with that hair. Uh, puberty. Yeah. <laughs> what to do with their hair. Let's get into uh, the most important part of our show. Yeah. Um, the ending. Thank you for listening to <laughs> Goosebumps. Uh, thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song. <laughs> oh. Like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, uh, and subscribe. Uh, see you later. Let's get into the, the synopses. Um, who would like to do the one minute synopsis? Now, now as I, I prefaced to us all before the show began, we're not going to reveal the um, ending. Yeah, we're going to delay that for an yes. extra minute <laughs> yes. for you guys. So, so we, the, the strap first in. two minute will give away the actual ending of the book. Uh-huh. Um, if I'll, you can stand it, I'll do. I'll do the one. I'll do a one minute. Okay, I'll do the two minute. I wrote down notes. I looked at it this morning. Jeff is our two minute man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Danielle, you will have the first one minute synopsis because I have the stopwatch. And here's uh, what's going to be interesting: is that my one minute synopses are usually bad the day after I've read the book. I've, this has been a full this week. It's been a week. I read a week book. of life. Danielle's so, going to give us a synopsis of an entirely different book. It's entirely possible that that is what's going to happen. Here's what happened in the novelization of Galaga. <laughs> <laughs> There's an ostrich. I got nothing. <laughs> An ostrich is very just, sad. Actually, so you, I, I really yeah. beefed it as Danielle on that one. That's key, Danielle. And? Oh, man. Go. I feel attacked. So Don't Ever Get Sick at Granny's is about a young man who is dropped off at a woman's house who is allegedly his grandma, but he doesn't know her and has never seen her before in his life, which, you know, he seems to be okay with that, though. He goes in and then she starts uh, doing weird shit to him, like uh, like tying him to a treadmill and uh, not feeding him and making him grow fur and uh, all kinds of weird, weird shit. And he's trying to break out, but he can't because apparently he can't take down an old woman. And then there's an ending. That's, you know what? That covers most of well, the book. You've got 20 <laughs> seconds, Danielle. Do you want to say anything else? Yeah, Do you want to say anything? I don't have to cut. Oh, <gasps> that was beautiful. That was ear poison. I'll do it again. I'll do it louder. Well, the time is up now. Jeez. Well, no, actually, still have like five seconds. Okay, well, now it's two things I got to cut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's time. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Danielle. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> time yourself. I will. Yeah, time yourself. There's one thing I need to check, though. And here we go. Joe's one-minute synopsis. And beep. Don't Get Sick at Granny's is about Corey, who's being dropped off at his grandma's place while his mom and dad take his sister Meg to go do a gymnastics camp in, I think, Chicago. <laughs> uh, anyway, what happened? Or maybe it was Philadelphia. Regardless. <laughs> They drop him off and the dad gives this cryptic message. Hey, don't get sick when you're here. And he's like, I wasn't gonna. And he was like, good, don't. 
And then he goes there and he hangs out with grandma for a while. And then uh, he gets sick. And the whole time he's getting sick, grandma's like staring at him, suspicious. Like, are you getting sick? And he's like, no. It's like he's got the Rona. So then finally he uh, he gets sick. Oh, this is really topical. Yeah. And she basically like tortures him. She makes him drink too much. And it turns out that I have a pee pee fetish. And then. Oh, uh, yeah. That did something for me. run on a treadmill. And then he crawls in a crawl space. And then it turns out that uh, his sister came by and he can't remember anything and then it ends and I'm not allowed to say the ending because of Jeff's stupid rule. (laughs) Delayed gratification. Yeah. Really delayed. It's just a rule. (laughs) Delayed rule. Jeff, you have asked to do the two minute synopsis because I have the most recent information. Yes, that is correct. Well, it's not like it's not like more has been revealed since we read it. Well, they did update it to version 1.2. Ready? Yep. All right. Uh, Don't get sick of Granny's stars. Corey, who is an annoying young boy. Uh, He is in a car trip with his sister Meg and his mom and dad who are driving Meg to Philadelphia to go to a ballet recital. Uh, because she needs to go to some sort of fancy ballet school. Corey's not allowed to go for some reason. Um, They don't explain why. They just say that he would distract her and mope around and make everyone unhappy. And no, he can't stay at the hotel by himself. They drop him off at Granny Marsha's. He doesn't know who Granny Marsha is. Everyone's surprised, but doesn't seem to care. And he doesn't seem to care that much that he's being dropped off at the house of a woman who he has no idea who they are. Granny seems pretty cool at first. She's got sci-fi movies. She's got popcorn and candy and a ping pong table and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, He sneezes once and all of a sudden she Jekyll and hides it and becomes some sort of monstrous person who now is just staring at him consistently waiting for him to get sick, which his dad said before leaving, don't get sick at Granny's. Um, He goes to bed that night, afraid of getting sick, wakes up sick the next day, and then is literally torture porned to the point that he should have died midway through day two. Uh, he is put on a treadmill to run consistently. He is covered with 10 blankets that are made of wool. He is made to drink about a gallon and a half of liquid in about 20 seconds. Um, he is basically made into some sort of monster with some sort of goo that he spreads all over his uh, body. He's trying to escape. He finds out that um, he calls the hotel. The parents left the number four that they're not even there. So he's confused. His sister Meg all of a sudden pops up in a wall through a tunnel that she went through. There are dead mice that they crawl over for some reason. Uh, He wakes up all of a sudden in his original bed with his mom, and then his dad turns into Granny, and then it turns out that the entire thing was a fucking dream because Corey's actually a dog. (laughs) The end. Um, you fucking missed the part where he splashed Granny with water. Like, oh yeah, sorry. The he, they, 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 oh yeah. Granny by uh, treating it literally. They say verbatim like the Wicked Witch of the West, yep. and Wizard of Oz. They splash it with water. She turns to goo in the entire well, now house. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole house melts. Yeah. The whole house melts. It sounds like a fever dream. We describe it, which this, makes sense because it's a book about fever. This fucking oh, book. Oh, this was the scariest, most uncomfortable book. T- I was reading yeah. it in the bath. Which is oh, yeah. no, detail for all of you. Yeah, but Jeff, you do a lot of stuff in the bath. It's not even like I was doing this. In the, it's not like that was a rare way. You just yeah. happened to be reading it and it was your bath time. Yeah, it's not a surprise anymore. Yeah, Dr. I- Dr. Ducky was there ready to sit. Bath quack, quack. three hours every single day. Oh, but yeah, so this book is literally a dream. This is all. This is, yeah. this this is, is a dog dream. dream. It's not even a person's dream. It's a dream. dog's dream. It's a fucking dog's <laughs> dream. Dogs understand <laughs> things like Star Wars. Dogs <laughs> understand what it's like to be a human being and to be tortured and they know what a grandma is and they know what VCRs are and they know what pinball machines are. 
They're worldly. Wor- what the worldly? fuck? Dogs worldly. Are, they understand the plot of classic film Wizard of Oz. Yes, they do. They've seen it many a time. I, I, I can probably, I, I have to say there can't be that many people who have read this one, right? That's Compared good. to other works of R.L. Stein. I know someone who's read it. Who? R.L. Stein. Oh, that's, well, he wrote yeah. it. I guess Unfortunately, you- he wasn't ready to talk to us about it um, because he, he himself got sick. Oh, no. And they said, don't get sick at Jeff and Danielle's. Well, that's our rule here because of current climate. Because of current, yes, because of the current health crisis, getting sick here would be an absolute disaster because that would mean you've infected all of us. However, it's you. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Well, Danielle, uh, you're Daniel, you're immunocompromised, so you need to get out of the room <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah, Danielle. Go into your bubble, Danielle. Yeah, go go into your iron lung, you freak. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's see how R.L. Stein's doing. Hey, R.L. Stein, how you doing? Achoo. Oh, God. All right. R.L. Stein, are you getting sick? Because you shouldn't get sick here if you're getting sick. R.L. Stein, you're the tell us if you're getting well, sick. Well, it depends. Entrapment. Are oh, no. you my granny? Please say you're my granny. I'm not. I'm not either. No. But the blood tests haven't come back, and it's I waited true. for 23 and me to yes. find if there's a connection between. You shouldn't them. give them your information. <laughs> They're going to feed you ads now based on your DNA. Oh, dear. So, DNA ads. R.L. Stein, we read um, a book from your, your side series, Ghosts of Fear Street. Your um, side piece. Side piece. <laughs> um, your, your fever dream of a book. For the love of God. Why did you turn what was one of the most gripping, intense, and honestly uncomfortable reads that I've had in, in quite a while into um, a daytime television uh, schlock at the end with the reveal that our protagonist is actually a sleeping dog? Please explain this book to us. I'd be so happy to, because you see, I could not end it in any other way without making Corey's dick fall off. So... Um, what? Okay, I'll I'm get gonna, there. I'm, okay, okay, I'll get wait. There. This is a parable about masturbation. Okay. Oh, is it? It is. So first we have uh, Joe's legs wiggled. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait for that. Can't can't wait for all this shit. I'm gonna have to cut out of this episode. What is your problem with masturbation? <laughs> Nothing now. Danielle from the other room. <laughs> no one will know what you're talking about. <laughs> Go on. So we begin with the greeting between Corey and Granny. He doesn't want to be kissed. And so he's relieved when she high fives him. She high fives him because she believes that kisses are dirty. Mm. And you stay clean by you doing a high five. It's not sexual. No, that's also what the CDC has said. That's what the CDC has said as well. The CDC has recommended six feet away and high fives. <laughs> <laughs> Then we have the scenario in which he goes into Granny's and he has everything he could possibly want. He has pinball machines and cheeseburgers. And <laughs> that sounds great to me. <laughs> also plural cheeseburgers. Yes, there are multiple cheeseburgers. So essentially he has been put into the Garden of Eden. Okay. You see? Oh. Okay. A, a, a land I guess that's a, I guess that's a of temptation. Okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> For Granny... Getting sick means developing feels in your weenie. Okay. <laughs> now, when you wrote the manuscript for this, was that what you was had? That, in- was that you wrote in the, this, that, that was like, in the you, were, you had that written on a big board that you had over your writing desk. Feels in the weenie. 
<laughs> and arrows. There were several arrows. What, is she... I'll let you yes. continue. I'll ask my questions. Yeah. So essentially, imagine Granny as a Puritan preacher. Mm. And she says, as long as you remain pure, you can have everything you want. If you get sick and you start touching your wee-wee, which is what sick is code for. Mm-hmm. It's coded word. It's coded. It's yes. coded. Then you must be punished. Mm. And so ensues. She tries to sweat the evil out. That's a known purification ritual. Isn't that something that Kellogg did also? It is, yes. He had uh, his sweats and his pukes. He was a fine fellow. And I think uh, he was into eugenics also. Yeah. Well! I mean, every, everyone was By fine then. fellow, I think you were being facetious in that I, respect. Yes. Okay. Yes. I did. Was he super into enemas? Yes. Yeah. Super. He liked he liked to cleanse. Think about that when you eat your cornflakes. Yeah, kids. How's this gonna cleanse? Where's the milk gonna go in my mouth or elsewhere? Yeah. Do you put your milk in the bowl first, or, or do you use or up your? All right, RL. RL. Also, we forgot to ask you, Richard Lewis. Right? That's your. That's oh no, Robert no, Lawrence. No. Robert Lawrence. No, no, not correct. Okay, I'm sorry. This, what, what is it this time? What is it this time? Rainbow liquor. That sounds delicious. Doesn't it? Yeah. Is that a vodka flavor? It's actually a verb, though. Oh. But I like where oh. your mind's at. Oh, oh gotcha. God. So you're, you're paid by Skittles. Yes. Okay. I taste you. the rainbow. <laughs> Every day. Every damn day. <laughs> so it's, okay. a, it's a story about uh, yes. a Puritan so feelings on sexuality. To, yeah, trying to get it out through sweats, trying to get it out through a physical activity, which is another strategy, mm-hmm. trying to get it out through drinking, so you purify from... From water, the and, dirty uh, water gets out of you, the dirty, and then the dirty, the dirty milk the dirty water. Goes out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as a final measure, she tries to smear his entire body with foul-smelling stuff so that he won't touch himself. Mm-hmm. But he does anyway. Yeah, he does. We see what happens. That was kind of the point of the smear. Well, hey, he hey, also hey, he hey. also does grow fur on that one too. Does grow fur you, on you? That one. You know of fairy palms, do you yeah. not? My dad would tell me about that all the time. Yes, I know nothing about fur. <laughs> well, you <laughs> see, Joseph. <laughs> you see, if you masturbate too much, if if when you masturbate <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> you you grow fur on your little palm palms. Yeah, you get hair on your palms when you touch your when you touch yourself too much. I know. Hey, everybody, it's JoJo Lewis. <laughs> I know. Sometimes at the start of our show, we have a disclaimer that says we're not a real literature podcast. <laughs> However, I will submit to you that we've been talking about jerking off about <laughs> five minutes now, and I'm sorry, but if you've ever been to grad school, that's ninety percent of yes. It. Yeah. So that is you're the real experience right now. This you is are real experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he. So so basically, punishment for for right. eating the apple. Right. And then he, because he can't be cured in any way. In the end, he is transformed into the beast he has become. The dog. Yes. The dog. Okay. The dog. So is the crawling over the dead mice a birth metaphor? <laughs> yes, it is. Cool. <laughs> I mean, it is quite squishy, is it not? And it crunchy, is. apparently. And crunchy. There's always a little crunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? When birthing happens, there's always a bit of a crunch. When yes. birthing happens, it's typically done on dead mice. <laughs> 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 or two dead mouse. I'm not sure what music they play in uh, the, you know, the Look, OR. They don't tell you when you go into doula training that you got to bring your own dead mice, okay? <laughs> All I've looked forward to since I was a girl is being able to be laying on a bed of dead mice. <laughs> and to give a natural birth. And to give a natural birth <laughs> right into the mouse pile. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Well, a natural birth <laughs> right into the mouse pile. <laughs> Geese books 2020. Robert Lawrence, thank you so much for providing us with that absolutely bonkers explanation. Go lick some rainbows. Go lick some rainbows, you psychopath. <laughs> And also, can you please disinfect the area that you're in and so Danielle can come back in? Yes, please, please do. I will. Uh, maintain social distancing. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Yes. And rock I will vote. put on a mask and I will pee all over where I was. Thank okay. you. Perfect. Yep. Bye. P- Bye. Pee is sterile. Yeah, pee is sterile. Pee is sterile. Pee is sterile. All right. Peace. Oh. Danielle, you seem to have gotten over your illness. <laughs> um. Let me rephrase. You seem to have gotten over the one illness that isn't actually an issue. But every other illness that riddles your body like some kind of termite infestation is still there. Pretty much. Cool. But I heard the word masturbation, so well, I couldn't <laughs> stay away. Her ear was a cup That's of a, ear. Hearing masturbation is like a B12 shot for your emotions. <laughs> yep, just get your zing right out there. I have the first part. And, and just to give everyone a bit of a warning, JoJo has physical book. Danielle and I are going to try to approximate where in the book our parts are since we didn't have a real I'll, I'll say the chapters yeah. okay um okay this is gonna be so this is chapter three um so so as as we alluded to the, the this book is pretty much all thriller no filler like oh, there is yeah. no fat on this book that it's is, a scant yep. it's it's barely a hundred pages which for rl stein is is a great deal shorter than i'm yes. anticipating yeah. and like exactly 18 chapters, which is good for our show because we split our books into thirds. Yep. All the setup is in chapter one of like, hey, you know, you're dropping off at Granny's. We're going to go to Philadelphia. Don't get sick there. It's honestly, it reads like a 21 minute episode of a TV show. It reads like a 21. Exactly. It is that that fucking regimented. And so like one of the first things that happens in this book is he goes over first chapter, second chapter. Pretty cool. He's like, oh, yeah, Granny's house is sick. There's, there's <laughs> cheeseburgers. Um, now, at the end of chapter two, either because he really was sick or because his dad implanted the thought in his mind, <laughs> he sneezed. Yes. Was it psychosomatic? We don't know. We don't know. And then Granny says, sneezes are a warning of bad things to come, which is already bonkers. Yeah. Um, but um, it's my masturbatory metaphor, so let's and go. Then, and then uh, and then Homeboy goes, uh, no, I'm okay, really. Uh, I'm allergies. I'm allergic to cats. And she's like, I don't have a cat. And then he goes, well, then it must be the dust. She's like, there's no dust in his house except for granny herself. She doesn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes, dust wouldn't be good for granny's patience, which is kind of alluding to something bigger that never happens. She was a Swiss army nurse. a Swiss army nurse. That's right. <laughs> so we could fold a toothpick out of her. And, and also pick a, saw, a lock sometimes a lock if you're good. Yeah. But unfortunately, okay. you, you keep losing one every couple of years and you get a new one at Christmas yeah. time. This, this is at the bottom of what would be in the physical copy, page 17. After he's sick and now Granny is suspicious that he's sick, this is a sentence. Granny folded her arms across her chest. Just to be safe, I'll keep my eye on you for the rest of the day. She wasn't kidding. I spent the afternoon watching videos and Granny Marcia spent the afternoon watching me. She never left her chair once. I was hoping we were going to get a psycho every set time. Up out of this. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, if only, huh? <laughs> right. Every time I turned to take a sip of my drink or grab a handful of popcorn, <laughs> there she was 
staring at me. Jesus Christ. Are you sick yet? <laughs> um, so in, in like, I'm going to say under like 50 words, mm-hmm. R.L. Mm-hmm. Stein has created quite possibly the most nightmarish scenario I can imagine. This and is, character. This is... Because grandparents are usually, I know not everyone has great grandparents, but grandparents' houses are usually like brag. Yeah, the place that you, the place that you like going as a kid because you get pampered, which it seems like we've all got that sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. My job's to spoil them and send them back. <laughs> Hashtag grandma. Uh, but yeah, that's that was just a part that I found really creepy and disturbing. Um, there's an there's another section in the first part of the book that uh, I wanted to look at. Yes, I thought it was very, yeah. very important. Um, so the basic plot is he gets sick and then she starts trying to take care of him. And the way she takes care of him <laughs> is disturbing in the sense that like, oh, you have a fever. Well, the easiest way to get rid of a fever is to sweat it out. So I'm going to cover you with wool blankets till you go insane. <laughs> or, um, oh, uh, you're dehydrated. I'm going to have you drink a full gallon of water until you burst until you, until you burst. Uh, I'm going to make you not pee as well. Uh, you need vitamin C. So I'm going to give you this whole glass of, of orange juice to drink. And it's going to, it's going to, it's so gross. Just like, he's like, it spilled down my chin. And I was like, <sighs> and then we get to this part. So he goes to the bathroom after, yeah. after being forced to drink like over a gallon of fluid. This is on page uh, 41 in the print version, chapter six, uh, about halfway through chapter six. Sitting in the middle of the floor was a large metal and rubber contraption. What's that? I stammered. It's a treadmill, she explained. I made it myself. (laughs) The monster machine did not look like any treadmill I'd seen. It looked like a cross between exercise equipment and something from a torture chamber. It had an instrument panel with lots of dials, wrist cuffs that were attached to rails, a head grip extended in the front. And then Granny says, you need exercise to build up your strength. Corey goes, "Uh, thanks. I don't really need a treadmill. I can just go for a walk. Oh, no, that's not possible. <laughs> your resistance has been lowered by your illness. If you go outside, you'll catch another bug. Now, Corey, get on this machine. So that's not how that works. <laughs> I think that's just like the theme of this book is that's not how that's not works. how that works. And, that's, and that was the moment that I kind of realized, OK, I don't. This lady's not a real doctor. <laughs> and, and, neither, and so neither am I. I'm not a real doctor, but I play one on a podcast. Wait, and I like that maybe midway through like the second I don't torture. think she's a doctor. The third torture, you're like, wait a minute. Wait a second. Well, because this is the thing that I thought was sort of wild. I was like, okay, sweat everything out. I don't think because because that's one of the treatments. She's like, I'm going to cover you with wool blankets. You'll sweat everything out. <laughs> Ten wool blankets. I, Awful. That aside... I do not think that excessively getting all the water out of your body is a good treatment for anything. It dehydrates you, which lowers your immunity. And my assumption is, well, it doesn't, well, I don't know. It just makes you like you, your body needs water to function properly. So that's already bad. And then, she, he rehydrates, which is fine, but he would have needed some electrolytes. So mm-hmm. There's no salt in that water. Mm-hmm. He drinks some Pedialyte. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there is a part where uh, he drinks, and then he, he drinks vitamin C, which you need vitamin C, but that per- doesn't have a direct relationship to making you better from having a cold. Yeah. Um, no. and then, very, like, antiquated ideas about and then that. Once, and then once he had to exercise, I'm like... Well, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was on board. I don't, th- I don't think. <laughs> I don't think your immune system is necessarily compromised because you're sick. It might be busy. Yeah, but yeah. Ne- not necessarily compromised no. until you 
force yourself to run for 10 hours he's straight. He's like a 12 year old boy. That's you're you're strong as an ox. Yeah, I think I think the one thing he should just be having is like rest bed rest yeah. i think it should just be like laying down and staying comfortable drink, drink fluids yeah drink, drink fluids at a reasonable rate that's why I, I certainly hope that no one read this and thought this is how you take care of someone when they're sick because this is absolutely bonkers if they did then they have problems and they can go away but, but these are things i think we've all heard about yes. like that people say to do when you're sick like and i think that's the creepy thing now as an adult like we're all like educated and we know things that make us sick and don't make us sick yeah things that are good to do and that these are all like the biggest red flags apparently the third one was the red flag for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> to not do i mean it's just like when they say feed a cold starve a whatever fever it's, cold starve a flu how about both of them require bed rest yeah what and the also hell get your vaccines yeah. these are all just like adages that we learned long ago are not real well that's <laughs> that's the overarching theme of the book right is like conceptions of health and there was one well also not only just conceptions of health but like so there's another part my parts are pretty short in this first one because it's it's pretty much the book is very matter of it's fact. bang 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 um but on page 26 which is chapter uh chapter four and this isn't granny goes there's only one thing to do for a fever sweat it out there is as far as i know no, like, recognized medical treatment where you need to sweat a bunch. There used to be. There probably used to be. If it's anything really stupid medically, we probably we did probably it. did it. Medicine. Yep. Um, but I don't think there's one now. No, not currently. That sounds wrong to yeah. me. Yeah. All sound like things that, like, if you were into Scientology, yeah, uh, you'd be like, we yeah. can't say that on our show. They'll come after us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you're into, because that sounds more. The, this uh, this does you know what it does sound like a cleanse. It really yeah. does. It actually this sounds more like a cleanse than treatment. Which is so interesting because it's a don't get sick at grannies. It's got a it. contrast. She's like she's she's, she's her thetans are high. Her things is woo. Which, which is I gotta cut that too. It's <laughs> like the the thing is like when you first meet her she seems cool and hip. And then there's and like, with it? yeah, she's like got VCRs and she's just super chill. And More then, than one VCR? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's because you can plural. record things from where the rentals you get. And you can plug your video game <laughs> systems through the pass through. But like, then you get this like misery-esque shit happening. Yeah. With her. Uh, but there's a part where he says, she says like, oh, you got to get rid of all the, you know, sweat it out. And then he goes, uh, couldn't I just take a Tylenol? And Granny turned. That was it. She doesn't. She doesn't understand. She doesn't, nor does she. She doesn't recognize. acknowledge this safe and effective <laughs> treatment of Tylenol. Literally taking like a baby's aspirin would have been better I mean, than all the stuff she did. Tylenol, I believe, is acetaminophen, which can have like long-term effects on your intestinal system if you take too much of it. Sure can. But. I think it's okay. It lowers I don't fever. think Granny cared about right? that. It yeah. helps lower fever. Doctors will say, like, take two Tylenol every six hours, and that's what you do. For yeah. And then you call, and they're like, hey, how you doing? I'm doing better. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. The bed rest is helping. This is what struck me so much. is like, not only was it was, like, overbearing and torturous, but it wasn't real. <laughs> treatment like it wasn't really this is not a real way to spoiler help. alert none of the things that happen in this book are real treatments spoiler alert. spoiler alert none of the things that granny did i feel are reasonable treatments for an illness that is very correct and here's the thing i have some kind of disorder that kills my body and the the doctors i have heard 
many a thing. Like instead of sweat it out, it's like take a pregnancy test. Sweat it out. Or in. have you tried <laughs> yoga? Yeah, or have you tried yoga? Have you tried running around the block? Have you tried not laying around as much? Have you tried not being a woman? Have getting you pregnant. <laughs> have you tried smiling? <laughs> 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 that was a full summary of the last there's, 20 years of my life. There's modern versions of the things Granny's doing that are less obvious that still occur. <laughs> yep, yeah, pretty very much. much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's the, that's the first that's the first third of this book is just basically medical torture porn. Now here's the thing: is unfortunately I, some of this stuff overlaps with what you just said that I have, but I think it's just because I had a hard time distinguishing beginning, middle, and end with my funky PDF that I downloaded from the dark web. That's true. So. So we are we are actually at a spot that you already mentioned, which is where she's about to force him to drink the fluids. This is page 34 in the print version. It's about halfway through chapter five. Okay. He sweats out so much under the wool blankets, which make him itchy. And then Granny comes in and pours him a huge glass of water from the pitcher and hands it to him. There you are. Drink every drop. Cool water felt good going down my sore throat. When I handed back the empty, gl- empty glass, she poured me another full one. Drink up, she instructed. Okay. He drinks the other one. Granny never took her eyes off me. That's a good boy, she murmured. Drink lots of water. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Granny. I said, giving her the glass again. That should do it. Nonsense. She filled the glass a third time. You're completely dehydrated, which she did. Yes. Her eyes narrowed. She continues to make him drink. He drinks a third glass. Which she did. She she pours Jeff, a fourth. We're, we're, we're there. <laughs> we're with you, man. Like, we're, we're, like, I want you to imagine that in this scene, like, Danielle and I, you were there, like, but she, did, wait a minute. Yeah, on. like, guys, but I, you did the thing. <laughs> let's put this down on our big medical clipboard. I don't think that this is proper. Yeah, you did the dehydration. You did the thing before you did, you did, the, did the, the Oh, you. So it, Granny Marsha, the, the head of the hospital is going to have our funding. We revoked your license for a reason. So she tells him to keep drinking. You haven't even had a full gallon. He says, a full gallon? What does she think I am? A car? Which... Uh, I, okay, yeah, okay. Sure. So sure. she continues. A pool? <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> a river? A jug of milk? A jug of milk, thank you. Uh, what else comes in gallons? What else gallons? A hat? A, a hat? hat? <laughs> oh, shit. A of a hat. So, so she makes it, eventually, she gets the entire gallon of water in him. Then she brings out the OJ, and he can t- and then drinks like at least a glass of the OJ. I looked up to see exactly how much could a person drink without dying. Without dying. Well, right? a gallon is pretty much life threatening. Yeah. Like symptoms of water intoxication tend to start appearing after you consume more than three to four liters of water in a few hours. I think we can all assume oh, yeah. that this took place maybe fifteen minutes top. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. drank a gallon. You know how many liters are in a gallon? Four. Well, let me flip that. There's 0.26 gallons in one liter. So four. So four. Wow. So if I got two big bottles of Dr. Tremor yeah, from CVS. And you just shot on those Tremor. buddies. Physician Tremor. And you drink. He should be dead. Yes. She, 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 she tried should, to kill him. At this point. This is, she tried to murder him with water. He's yes. He, he drank over a gallon of liquid in 15 minutes. You're not supposed to drink more than 0.2 gallons an hour to be safe yeah and dude it's the perfect crime right because the <laughs> cops are gonna come and they're gonna be like this he was so thirsty this he child he drank himself to death I like how when faced with a scenario where a, a manic grandmother is forcing liquids down her grandchild's throat daniel's like uh, it's the perfect <laughs> crime <laughs> 
every, every time now, Jeff, when Danielle's like, hey, you want some water? You're just like, you will not kill me. I'm slowly, I'm quietly, I'm, I'm dialing 911 silently on my phone. She's trying to get me to drink a lot of water. She wants me to drink water. But I just, I, I read that and I was like, that seems like too much. You and would die. Absolutely. You, would, you would die. And because they do the milk thing where like you drink yeah. milk in an hour, that kills you. you. Your body goes into shock and also like you don't have enough sodium. So he's dead. Yep, By the middle of dead. the book, no matter what else happens, dead. Dead. Dead, dead, dead. dead. Right. Um, Before we move on to your section of the book, this is technically my section because you fucking stepped on well, <laughs> the there's one, there's one other note I would like to make. There's Do one it. other note I would like to make about this first part of the book. This is on page 45 um, or uh, about the end of chapter six. Um, so after he's been um, effectively tortured <laughs> by uh, his grandma for a while, he, he sneaks out of the room. He goes down to the kitchen because his plan is he's going to call the hotel where his parents are and be like, hey, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm in danger. So he goes down to the kitchen and he goes, I've got to get out of here before she comes back. I thought about my friends whose grandma's made them chicken soup or hot lemonade <laughs> or a what? A hot lemonade? Hot lemonade. Just that's hot, hot lemon teas. What no, 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 it says hot lemonade. Hot lemonade. I have never heard of their grandmas torturing back, them back to health. So let hot me, lemonade sounds like a sexual thing. Now, hot lemonade. Now, let me, let me, let me, now That's, I've heard of drinking Sprite. I smell pot and lemonade. Anyway, what is? <clears throat> I was so struck by the idea of drinking hot lemonade <laughs> that I just couldn't understand. Like, was that a thing? No. I feel like the only thing I could think of is like. I know that they like, recommend drinking Sprite. They. Yeah. 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 I know the medical that, community. I know. Yes. The American Association of Physicians suggests that you should drink warm lemonade. Yep. When you're. No, they don't. I mean, I've heard That's lemon nothing, water. Right. Yeah. Like lemon water. I've heard of lemon tea. Lemonade. I feel like R.L. Stein misheard someone at some point. Hey, what do you drink when you're sick? Hot water with lemon. That's what you, that's what I think. Uh, so lemonade. That's Hot water with lemon. Hot water lemonade. With We're on the same page here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, it's the same thing. It's cold water with lemon is lemonade. And hot water with lemon is hot lemonade. It depends on it. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff had a revelation. Just if saying. I went to Applebee's and I was like, they were like, what would you like to drink with your tenders? And I said, hot lemonade. I would be arrested. I would pull my pants down and pee because that's what I assume hot lemonade. Hot lemonade. <laughs> Open your mouth. First of all, this kid needs to learn to like stand up for himself. He's uh, very compliant. Yeah. Secondly, I just do want to say that like. Well, I mean, that's the thing. When you're in the care of a medical professional, you typically forego your own uh, desires because you trust that this. But that's why if you are a physician, you need to take that responsibility very seriously. Yes, yeah. you do. Learn your bedside manner. You piece of shit. Uh, yeah. So this is page in the print version 55. It's about halfway through chapter eight. Okay. Um, Granny's had to medicine. Granny squeezed a large greenish yellow glob onto the finger of her rubber glove. She's wearing rubber gloves, so she's using precautions. Good for her. I'm picturing the Blink 182 cover. A smell like moldy cheese filled the air. What's in it? I asked, backing toward the closet. It's a secret, she whispered. 
<laughs> the FDA doesn't know about this. <laughs> the FDA hasn't approved this one. This is all on I the DL. It, I call it jelly juice. <laughs> I call it my hush hush jelly juice. So he's rubbing it all over his body. Yuck, yuck, yuck. He mumbles. I'm going to throw up. So she, so he rubs up, he rubs this goop that smells like moldy cheese literally all over his entire body, which makes me think he's also naked doing this. He started feeling he was about to escape and all of a sudden he felt a little stabbing sensation. The creepy crawly feeling spread to my legs and across my back. I felt tingly everywhere like little needle pricks. Oh no, I screamed something horrible is happening to me. Fur, I shrieked. I've got fur all over me. Thick green hair. Chapter nine. Chapter nine. I know I jumped to bed. Three green, thick green hair covered my toes and feet. It circled my legs and grew all over my stomach and chest. The ointment did this to him. Well, this was, well, obviously this was foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, also, is, there, there's a part earlier when he was really itching. He scratched behind his ear. That was also foreshadowing. Yeah. 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 There's, there's actually a thing even at the very beginning when like he wants to roll the window down and stick his head out. But his mom says no because of her hair, which was what a dog would want to do. Yeah, this is what a dog would want to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. Fair. So this is when literally like Arl was just like, how am I going to end this? It's a dream. He's a dog. Yes. I got to go back and I got to put in a little window thing here and a little scratchy thing there. And boom. Dog. Nailed it. But le- okay, masterpiece. Unless, unless, unless it turns out that really they were trying to talk about how sometimes a good uh, treatment for for any kind of illness is something you can rub on your skin, like vapor rub. It's is this a shill for vapor rub? Now this is what I like to call Vicks stink rub. <laughs> <laughs> It smells bad <laughs> and is actually Rogaine that went sour, but still. Yeah, it's rotten Rogaine. Works great. You know what? He wouldn't have been complaining if this stuff smelled like coconut oil, which is what. <laughs> I know. She could just do a minor like tweak of the recipe. All she has to do is mix it up with some cocoa butter and he would love to Dude, rub it. Dude, seriously, but that's some not fun. Shea butter, like soap. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone rub something and enjoy it? That's not cool. That's dirty. That's sexy. Yeah. You got to rub it and you got to hate, hate it. it. Yeah, it smells like moldy cheese. Yeah, you got to hate yourself. But if it smells, it's just like that thing. It tastes bad or smells bad. That means it's good for you. That's right. If it makes you barf or makes you poop mm-hmm. yeah. or, or pee sweat, or sweat, do it has to be an emetic in order for it has to, you, yes. In order for you to think that it's medicine, it yes. has to make you barf or poop or something. Yes. You can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy the medical process. It is uh it is uncomfortable to read. Have you ever wondered who would make the sexiest zombie? Matt Damon. Pepper me with your Damon teeth all up on me. What would happen if your penis was where your head should be? They have to have something to look at, like a face. That would eventually become my face. The Center Cut, a podcast where Michael and Dave only watch the beginnings and ends of your favorite movies and TV shows and try to figure out the middle. Just search The Center Cut everywhere you find podcasts. And remember, it's always better in the center. Danielle, I believe, according to my notes here, that you have the final section... I I would like to go to the part where his sister bursts out of the wall. Yes. Okay, so that's page 78, chapter 13. So this is this is Corey creeping in his grandma's bedroom and he's creeping around trying to find cheese and he hears in the walls a voice and it says, Corey, get me out of here, please. And he's like, okay, well, that was definitely a voice. That was definitely a thing that just happened. And, um, and then he, st- he notices that there is a small tear in the wallpaper. And so he tugs on it and 
pulls the wallpaper off the wall. And then the voice in the wall is like, keep at it, Corey. Keep going, Corey. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck up that wallpaper, Corey. Fuck yeah. Get it. Get it, get it, get it. And uh, and then he starts saying, faster, Corey. Faster. And, uh, and then at last, he finds the hole. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. And for a penny and for a pound, I say. <laughs> Sweat's pouring down the sides of his face. He's, Which at this point, he shouldn't have any left. No, he right. should be completely dry like a like a rock. Now he's like breaking through the walls with his fingers. He's like, he's just fingering through the wall. What's behind the wall? Who the voice is? I mean, we know, but tell the audience. Yeah, tell everyone who's listening at home. Everyone out there, I want you to guess. I want they you know, to they guess. They can't tell us. They, they, uh, can't, they literally are <laughs> incapable of letting us know. Daniel, this is not Goku asking for everyone to give them their energy. Yeah, we can't spirit bomb. We can't spirit bomb this answer. <laughs> I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to give the people who is behind the wall, Daniel. <laughs> His sister. Yeah. yeah, his sister was in big, the wall. Big reveal, which we of, already said earlier in our synopses. Yeah, it wasn't a secret. <laughs> this knocked me right out of my socks. <laughs> no one saw this coming. No one saw this one coming. First turns into yeah, a big yeah I mean, with all of the no characters in this book. <laughs> He's dug through the walls with his bare hands, and it. Corey. Or his dog paws. <laughs> I know he really. Yeah. His dog paws. Yeah. Digging, digging, oh, digging. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's digging for a bone. Yeah, and then we find out that Meg knew all along about Granny, and she snuck back in to the walls. She, when they were driving to Philadelphia, she opened the car door and tucked and rolled out. <laughs> Hitchhiked back to Granny's. Hitchhiked back and she she's a tough mother. Let me tell you, she can she can take a plunge and she can take a hike. You could cut that out. Um. <laughs> you know what? No, because it was a dumb joke and I'm going to keep it in because I want yeah, that's that's how you learn your lesson. <laughs> you you rub no. her face in the dumb joke. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel was also a dog dreaming. Okay. So yeah. Granny Marsh's backstory is that she was a nurse in the army who apparently like lost her schnozzle and now is just a lost her schnozzle. Yeah. Mm. So, and, and honestly, a dog dreaming could think of that plot line. Yeah. A dog dreaming <laughs> sounds like something from a Hideo Kojima. It does. <laughs> Chapter five of Metal Gear Solid Six. A, a dog, dog dreaming. dreaming. Diamond dogs dreaming. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Are you, are you looking for the part where he splashes her with water and he goes, "Why doesn't she die?" Uh, I was actually looking for the part where she. Uh, where he- is it? Not the mice. Is it's it? the mice. Thank okay. you. Yes. Which that one is a blatant like reference to being a dog. So that's that's uh, page uh, that eighty four eighty five. I. Uh, they're they're crawling through a crawl space. Um, Page one forty two for us, Daniel. Yeah, and uh, pu. I squeezed my nostrils closed and crawled more slowly. I could only use one hand to help me move along. Whatever I was touching felt familiar, like hair, furry hair. I put my knee down again, and something squished under me. Oh God! The stink got worse. I shifted my hand and felt something crunch under it. Meg, uh, what are we crawling on? But I already knew. How did you already yeah, know? Right? Like you have mouth chapter sets? chapter chapter fourteen. <laughs> yes. Mice, we're crawling on dead mice. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and Touch then, 15. Listen, listen up, party people, because I'm about to drop this fucking beat like it's hot. Oh, I can't wait. Because then Corey goes, I fell sideways, <laughs> landing on a pile of furry bodies. Just like, I'm just their, picturing like a fainting their goat, like bones snapped <laughs> and popped under my weight. Wait, are they alive or dead? They're dead, They're right? They're dead. Yeah. 
They don't mind. Absolutely dead mice. They don't mind. All space. They're They're everywhere. They're like pop my bones. At this point, because again, at this point, you still don't know it's a dream. Yes. I was like, this is going and this is yeah. This is bonkers. This is fucking it off the rails. Fucking gross. This is nutso. And and very vivid in the way it's it's described. It's very saw like in that it it has no purpose other than to be gross. Like it's very much like I thought one of them was gonna die. Like Granny was gonna hold one and be like, this is like. Children's horror, like spectacle. Yeah, yeah. here's this yeah. grossness to look at. She clutched at me in the darkness and scrambled up my back. So I, 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 I forget. Did she have to come through this way? Yeah. So yes. like the, the, her backstory is she got to the house. She couldn't open the door. She went around the side and found. She went way through to- a, a, a flap that was in a square hole. Yeah, now she's here. Which was a dog door. <laughs> yeah. It literally describes it before it, she went. Yeah. It does say, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It describes it exactly. Yeah, how did we door. not see it coming? It's I mean, true. We're dumb. Yeah, I guess we're, we're dumb. We're big dum-dums. We're too, we were too uh, distracted by the dead mice. And yeah, so the, the dead mice section is absolutely excellent. It really is. It's very much a chef's kiss. I just have her. dead mice written on my notes. <laughs> says dead mice, page 142. Several question marks. <laughs> uh, do I have that written on my notes as well? Let me see. Um, um, mm-hmm. one thing I thought was sort of interesting and Danielle, I don't mean to step on your toes, but we seem to be kind of stepping on each other's toes. And let's, let's there's, step there's it. A, there's a part step where step on um, each other's bones and make them snap. There's a part where, uh, um, at Rattery, he meets up with Meg and he goes, um, she goes, of course it's me. Um, who else would be here with a dimwit like you? Uh, Meg, it's really you. And he hugged and, and she's like, remember to keep your voice down. Uh, granny might hear. I should have, you know about granny. And then uh, Meg goes, why do you think I'm here? We thought you might be coming down with something. Why did Dad, you- so, so that just, just that line. Just, okay. <laughs> yep. This that is, reveals a lot about like, it reveals a lot about <laughs> the overall plot that this isn't real is because what she has just conveyed was we suspected that you would be in danger. So your parents sent special agent nine year old <laughs> to come and rescue in you. her ballet shoes in her ballet. They didn't even give her like equipment. Well, because that lets her tiptoe. Good luck. <laughs> solid. Good luck getting in here. Solid snake. Yeah. Okay. So the next, the last one that I want to look at is the wizard of Oz moment. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, where, where are we at there? Granny's trying to, trying to feed Meg a gallon of this uh, is page 90, um, 92. Oh. I'm going to, I'm going to start it, but I'm not sick. Meg protested. So yeah, there's a scene after they, they, they go through under the ground to try to find a way out. They're crawling on dead mice. They get back because they, there's no way out and they end up back in granny's room. Yes. And so granny has cornered them and now she's trying to, to make Meg do the things. Did you guys think that this was gonna, what did you think was when, when granny has them both cornered? Not this. I no. I mean, I thought Corey would like, finally physically attack her. Yeah, I thought it was like finally he was going to break out of his little shell. Well, he does. Anyway, yeah. come at her. Uh, yeah, okay. So she's uh, she's just like, so Granny will take care of you. Granny takes care of everyone. And then fast forward, there's lots of struggling between like, drink it, no, drink it, no, drink it, no. So then no matter what Granny did, she couldn't get Meg to open her mouth. This is bonkers. And then finally, Corey grabs one of the he he snaps this is what does it this is where this is what yeah. happened granny grabbed meg's arms and pinned her and that did it that did it you don't that push her against a flat surface you don't put baby in a corner you don't put baby against this wall that i just tore apart <laughs> and uh and then he 
I grabbed one of the pitchers from the table and raised it above my head. You let me go or I'll hit you with this, I shouted. Granny turned to look at me. This is like an aliens thing. Get away from her. Get away from her, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) When she saw the pitcher full of water, she froze. I stared at the water and back at Granny. She looked just like the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz. And that made me think of something. (laughs) No shit, huh? (laughs) I suddenly remembered the final part of the movie. R.L. Stein doing it, too. R.L. Stein suddenly remembered. (laughs) When the witch cornered Dorothy and her friends, water melted the wicked witch. Granny stayed frozen, staring at the pitcher. Maybe, just maybe, the water would melt Granny. Big, big logical. That's a big. And then he goes for it. And <laughs> well, there is a line where he goes, "Why wasn't Granny melting?" And it's like because that's nothing. <laughs> but um, I do like her reaction. Yow! And she howls as if she's been sprayed with acid. Then Meg looked at me like, "You dumb motherfucker! Why isn't Granny melting?" And uh, then he grabs the glass of water. And he pours it right on top of Granny's head. And then suddenly, Granny's eyes grew huge. I watched in awe as little blisters popped up wherever the trails of water trickled. That's right. Her death scene is also horrific. And yes. It's cr- yes, it is. She melts into goo. The blisters. Like I'm, it's, it's, it says Granny wailed as her body caved in yes, itself. Yes. The she, blisters on her face had swollen into each other. They okay. had somehow all joined together. It's horrific. But into then, a giant bubble. Ugh. And then it drew forward like a big blob of melting candle wax. Oh, God, it's gross. Hey, squad, there's a line in the next part that says, but most disgusting of all was <laughs> Granny's beady gray eyes that shot out of their sockets and dangled. <laughs> From the blobs of melted skin dripping I off forgot chin. about the eyes. And fuck. Then, and, then, and like the line after that is the kids going, fuck. Like, <laughs> the kids literally, the next line is, ah. Just this, <laughs> the extended grandma death scene. It is rough. Where she kind of expresses her hopes and fears and yep, the life she yep, left did fucking Did yep. Eli Roth direct this? What the shit, man? This, this is- death scene can also be found in Last of Us 2. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so she just becomes a giant blister until she boils over or something? And dies, yeah. I guess, yeah. She turns into goop, which then catches the house. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop, which is flammable. Which is flammable. And it hits that flammable carpet, and two flammable things touching each other creates fire. So that's how that happens. That's what science says. That was the body horror. It is it's brutal. Yeah, and then the house melts. And then the house melts, and everyone's dead. Yeah. But alive. <laughs> but actually, no, they're not dead because it's a dream. <laughs> that was a lovely passage. Thank you. Yeah, I wrote it very. Uh, you know, you did. You did, well. you did. you did a good job. Yep. This book is absolutely bonkers. It is wild. And I know, like, we're kind of the ending. We're just like, he's a dog. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's how it ends. He's a dog. It's a half page of he's a dog. dog. <laughs> um, and now that we've come this far. And we'll come no farther. <laughs> uh, we we normally on our show like to do a little thing that we refer to internally on our memos that we send mm-hmm. to each other. When Internal just, memos. Yes. yes. That recently leaked because of hacks. That recently leaked because of hacks. Screw you, WikiLeaks. You can call this our behind the screams uh, for this particular. And it's as we're recording this, it's October. So it's the start of flu season. And I thought, given the, the nature of what this book is about, being sick, I thought I would look up uh, an article on um, how to get rid of a cold mm. overnight. 
Oh, oh, oh! Is this by Doctor Oz? Yeah. No, it's written by uh, Paltrow? L- Lindsay Mitras and was reviewed by Nicole Swiner. What who, year is this? Twenty twenty. Oh, Reese. Oh, this year. However, uh, Nicole Swiner is a family medicine doctor. I do not know her involvement in this article. Uh, but I myself am also not a medical doctor, so maybe that's eight ways to get rid of a cold older night, according to health experts. Now, I already am concerned by this because health experts is not necessarily doctor. No, it's very vague. Um, that could be and, someone who's like, I, I. And for the experts, there are two people credited with this. So let's go. Uh, we've discovered some expert tips uh, for how to get rid of a cold discovered Vir- <laughs> wait wait virtually overnight so they're already <laughs> okay. they're already their confidence is already waning here's what you need to know about curing a cold overnight straight from the pros professional getting over colds in one night people <laughs> i guess one try supplements fuck you <laughs> we all know vitamin c is the ultimate immune boosting vitamin we don't we don't know that no we don't uh, Rally says to aim for 500 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C per You're just day. You're going to pee that shit out, man. But another cold fighting powerhouse to get on your radar is beta-glucan. Oh, this is new. In a 2008 study, one group that took the supplement which with beta-glucan had 23% fewer upper respiratory infections than the group that took a placebo. Okay. They do not link to the study. They do have some stuff about essential oils, which I think is... Oh, no, that's not good. Um, I did scroll to the bottom. This is, on, this is on the website uh, Birdie, B-Y-R-D-I. Oh, that's... By the two. Eat chicken soup, which... What? Come well, on! But I get that because it's it's fluid with salt in it. I'm vegan. Uh, we've all been told to have a bowl of chicken soup when we're sick. It's good for the soul, as they say. Oh, fuck off. Come on. I hate this person. But there's actually science. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Oh, We found some age-old... How, yep. how fucking... How anti-science is that statement? Yep. We did some studies. We dug up some plates. Cysteine is a powerful antioxidant found in chicken soup released from chicken during cooking. Is that true? I would love to. Is that true? It it, it expels from the chicken. And and chemically resembles the bronchitis medication, acetylcysteine. What? I feel like they're just making words up. Yeah, the I'm pretty protein, sure. I, 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 uh, I don't know enough about the science, but I feel like I would need proof of this. I'm, yeah. The protein and minerals from the chicken, white meat, dark is a bit too fatty. No turkey. Also help boost your immune system while the salty <sighs> broth helps to thin mucus. Now, this uh, has a citation. Chicken soup inhibits neutrophil chemotaxis in vitro. Which in, is that's that's what? babies that's in a, the womb. That's yeah, that's a bonkers <laughs> article. I don't want to click on it, but if that's all they got, they can fuck off. That is nutso. It's truly a healing miracle food. <laughs> Are these is this Campbell's Your article has no the word wonder, miracle? No wonder bone broth is so on trend. Oh man. Uh, stay hydrated. Aside from fueling your body with water to stay hydrated, drinking plenty of fluids keeps your throat and passages lubricated, according to Amanda. I don't know if they keep you lubricated. Yeah, I think they just it's keep just you good to, hydrated. It's good to stay hydrated. Your body wants on water. Yeah. yeah. Needs- Not on Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Inhaling the steam from the from the drink. Um, stimulates your cilia to sweep germs out. I do not believe there Wait. is anything that proves that. He inhale, inhaling the steam from what? Inhaling from the, the soup. Inhaling from the, soup? the steam from the magic soup. Inhaling the steam from the magic soup causes the hairs in your nose like, to sweep germs out. 
like a broom. I, I'm like, like, like from so Fantasia. I do not think that's a thing. No, I think that it's like, I'm not when a you, medical doctor. When you take a shower and you know how that kind of like it expels out. Yeah. It's sort of the miasma theory. Exactly. It's if like you breathe the good air, the good, hot, warm air. Your body gets rid of disease. If you breathe the soup, breathe the soup air. Everything's good. Soup air. Good for you. What we're saying is vape some soup, vape some soup, vape soup Four. Um, drink apple cider vinegar. No, hold no, on, hold on. No. In addition to relieving bloating, boosting energy, clearing acne, Jeff, clearing acne, <laughs> apple cider vinegar can help get rid of sore throats. Take it from us. Who are you? Well, Birdie's editorial director. You're going to love her name. Faith. Oh no. Was feeling sick, so she took a sip of apple cider vinegar and oh, instantly felt throat soothing. That is fantastic anecdotal evidence. Although, and this is here's a parenthetical. It's important to note that some sort of throats can be worsened by apple cider vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Good to know this has been actually oh my god. Oh my god. This might help you or might harm you, which means it might be nothing. Uh, it's probably nothing. Use a saline spray. You probably don't think to use a nasal irrigation product until congestion has already hit, but according to uh, a doctor. Okay. A doctor. A not, doctor. Not a study. A doctor. Hi, everybody. Since, since, hey. <laughs> since the nose and mouth are the first barriers entry for cold viruses, you'll want to keep them moist all winter long. As a way to fight colds? Dry air dries out nasal passages and lets more viruses in. What? I don't so know if here's that's what you do. true. You leave, if you, it's just like you leave your door unlocked. You're inviting your neighbor to come in and, you know, go kill you. Your, kill you. <laughs> yeah. Just if like I, if, you, if I leave my door unlocked, I have basically told my neighbor, come on over. You may come kill me. kill me. Yes. Here's number six. And at this point, I'm already on board with most of it. You, you will never guess this. What? Is Exercise. It about sleep. No. Okay. Exercise. No. Okay. Is it let me sweating? Ask, give us one clue. Is, is it related to clothing? Drinking clo um, wear all cotton fabrics. No. Wear long sleeves. Wear. Wet socks. What? Seriously. When Ferelli also suggested the wet sock method to cure cold, I thought either A, she was jerking, or B, she'd never stepped in a puddle. Oh, However, this God. method, also known as warming socks, is thought to work with your body's natural physiology to improve cold headaches and insomnia. The idea is that when you place wet socks on your skin, oh, man. Just like the cavemen did. When you, oh when you place wet socks on your skin, oh the boy. cool temperature causes blood to flow away from the skin and back to the feet. This is a form of microcirculation. Performs exactly what regular blood flow does, bringing nutrients in and oh. toxins out. Oh, no. Toxins. Oh, no. I like the word. I like the word toxins. Yep. You throw that in there. I know you're it, however, automatically onto something. However, doing this in a small area like your feet in such a small amount of time rather than getting your heart rate up pulls blood into the skin away from the areas of pain and swelling like your sinuses. Now, That's guys. Not now, hold on. Hold on. Before, <laughs> before you jump down to this author, keep before in mind. Before keep before in mind. <laughs> there is no clinical evidence to support this methodology. So you all think? the opponents of the trick find it useful for remedying their cold systems don't count it as your first line of defense. I already have bad circulation in my feet. Why would I fucking put wet, cold things on them? That's put, put dry sock. Put dry socks or plastic baggies over your wet socks. Oh god! And this last one is get enough sleep. Okay, well There's that one. Two out of all of yeah. them are actually like things you should probably do. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Here, here's the thing. Um, Danielle and I are doctors, but Jeff isn't. So two out of three isn't good enough. So we can't actually give you any medical advice. However, we will say 
probably don't trust this article. Yeah. Or any article that seems similar to this article. Anything that talks about nutrients flowing and toxins leaving is usually full of shit. Yeah. Uh, and I would also just pause it. Hey, um, it's probably good to stay hydrated. Yeah. In yeah, general. Not hydration and sleep. Solid. Those are good for solid you. things. Yeah. Um, get your flu shot. Yes. <laughs> get your flu shot. Go get your fucking flu shot. Cold. And you consult with your doctor and get your flu shot. You're not going to fix something overnight. Maybe just be a decent human and get rest and eat something and drink something and leave people alone. You know what? I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're done with our all signs ghost of fear street. Um, thank you for joining us on geese bumps. Um, we would like to thank the band dog party for the use of our theme song, bad dream off of the album hit and run. It's a great song by a great band. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. Do you want me to do the final passage? I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, the final passage is pretty. We've fun. definitely discussed it at length, but we've not heard the actual Danielle, dialogue. Uh, if you could please provide us with that Give final us- passage. I was really happy to see Meg. And just to prove it, I stuck out my tongue and licked her cheek. <laughs> oh, it, Corey. Meg giggled, her drying her face with her sleeve. Dog kisses. I knew she liked it. And I thumped my tail to let her know I knew. Boy, it was good to be back in the real world. Everything back to normal. I stood up and stretched. I had a big day ahead of me. First... I'd have to drink water, like maybe a little dog chow. That made it sound like I was going to drink dog chow, but I just misread it. Then later, I'd chase that rotten cat with the slate gray eyes. She hangs out in the deserted house on the other side of Fear Street. Damn. Maybe today I'll catch her. Yep, that's it. I'm a dog, y'all. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a dog. dog. <laughs> uh, my name is Jojo. I have a PhD. My name is Danielle. I have a PhD. My name is Jeff, and I. Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Get out of here! Jeff and Danielle. This has been Geesebumps, the DJB Geesebumps podcast. And until next time, stay out of the basement. Just like somebody I used.